Welcome to the Writer's Block Party Podcast with your hosts Meredith Bond and Prue Warren, where they discuss every aspect of a writer's life, from the craft of writing and editing, through publishing and marketing, and finally into building a global publishing empire. Here is Mary and Prue. Welcome to the Writer's Block Party Podcast. I'm Prue Warren, your ignorant host, and with me is... Hi, I'm Mary Bond. Uh, I don't know that I'm any less ignorant. Yes, you're the experienced. <laughs> I've been around the block. <laughs> been around the block too, but I don't seem to have picked up as much as you have on my journey. Okay, so today... Thank heavens, you're going to teach me about deep POV, which for anybody who's not there with us yet stands for point of view. And the goal in a, in a novel is to make sure that you're writing in such a way that the reader feels the emotions that the speaker is having, as opposed to just skating along shallowly in shallow point of view when you just say what's happening. I find this challenging. So, Mary, guide me. Teach me. Okay. Um, it's really interesting. When you said that you wanted to talk about deep POV today, the first thing I did, which is the first thing that I think any writer would do, is I went to my bookshelf. And I looked for books that gave examples of deep POV and shallow POV. Good. Okay. So, so you're gonna, I, I, we can talk about it today, but I would love it if you give me a little reading list, right? So that I can, oh, yeah. yeah, okay. Actually, so I have a couple of examples for you. Oh, good. <laughs> um, uh, I did not um, bring in an example of shallow POV, but um, I, the first... I'm sorry. I got plenty of shallow POV. So shallow I thought POV. we would use yours. <laughs> yes. Good. Use mine. That's the right thing. Because you sent me a couple yeah. days ago um, a sample of your writing, which is lovely. But um, yeah, I agree. It's shallow. Yeah. Um, so the first thing I did was I went to my favorite book, which is The Princess Bride. Oh, William Goldman. William Goldman. My absolute all-time 100% favorite book. And I looked at the point of view. And you know what? It's, it's a, no, no. It's not shallow. It, it's omniscient. We actually, we don't know what anybody is thinking. We are a fly on the wall. It is not in any sort of POV. <laughs> any sort of third person or first person POV it, we are a fly on the wall and we are, it's just totally shallow. It is as shallow as you can get. And yet we love that book. So many hundreds and thousands of people love that book. So the, my first lesson, my first point here is don't stress about deep POV. Oh God. Don't write tell me the that. best story you can. Okay. okay? Wait, wait. 
I want to argue with you about The Princess Bride because while the story of Buttercup and Wesley is shallow POV, the whole rest of the book is the author talking about his son and how he yeah. just wants his family to get along. And, and that's quite deep POV, wouldn't you say? Um, it, yes, it is quite deep POV. The first person parts, the, it's just the introduction that is that way. It's just the introduction that is the story of how he found the book. No, he's lacing himself all through that book. All through that book, he has a side that says, he has cutting out 40 pages about Buttercup's yes. Yes, wardrobe. Yes. Because, yes. and then it's all, it's all, it's all deep. Yes. But I think his shallow POV is because it's a fairy tale, and fairy tales are very shallow, right? Um, it's also very shallow because it's supposedly an old book and old books are written in very shallow or omniscient POV. Um, the uh, second book that I went to um, was Georgette Hare, uh, Friday's Child, which is wow. my second favorite book in the world. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Her books are all completely shallow. They're third person, but they are extremely, extremely shallow. She wrote in the 1920s and 30s. Okay. This is fascinating to me. These are some of my favorite books. Maybe this is where I picked up my writing style of shallow, shallow, shallow. Yes. Mary, you are an eye opener already. Okay. Keep, <laughs> keep going. Okay. So that being said, I still agree with you that deep POV is absolutely in today's world, in today's writing style, something that we really want to go for because we in the 21st century are used to immersive books, movies, games, where we are, we put ourselves into the, the shoes of the protagonist. And in those shoes, we want to feel everything that's going on, right? So I have for you um, the extreme, okay? Okay. Um, from Libba Bray, A Great and Terrible Beauty. I'm writing it down. Okay, go ahead. Libba Bray, A Great and Terrible Beauty. It is as deep as a book can possibly get. It is written in the first person present tense. Okay. Okay. I'm going to read you an excerpt. Okay. The faces at the windows remain watching me. There's the first drop of rain. The wet seeps into my dress, a spreading stain. The sky could break open at any moment. I've got to get back. No telling what mother will do if she ends up drenched and I'm the cause. What? Why did I act like such a petulant brat? She'll never take me to London now. I'll spend the rest of my days in an Austrian convent surrounded by women with mustaches. My eyes gone bad from making intricate lace design for other girls' trousseaus. I could curse my bad temper, but it won't get me back. Choose a direction, Gemma, any direction, just go. I take the path to the right. The unfamiliar streets leads to another and another. And just as I come around the curve, I see him coming, the boy from the marketplace. Don't panic, Gemma. Just move slowly away before he sees you. Okay, I'm gonna stop there. 
that is as deep as we can get, right? We know what is in that girl's mind. We feel what she is feeling. We are right there with her taking every step. Okay. I'm going to read you another example. This one, um, uh, in all of my conceit, is from one of my books. I hope, I hope you don't mind. You don't, I like. Um, this is from the Mary Mark. It's the Mary Marquis, which is a Regency romance. Richard heard the beautiful music and felt all of his muscle, muscles tense. His ghosts were back. As he stepped into his desolate house, he thought that the fog outside had somehow penetrated his mind. The shadows cast by the single candle flickering on the dusty table somehow accentuated the gloom. He stopped and listened, his coat and hat slipping from his fingers onto the floor. Surely he was imagining the music. He had to be. He shuddered. The only two people who had ever played music in this house had been his sister and his wife but they were both dead. Their ghosts still haunted his imagination, it was true, but he had never actually heard them playing music. Beethoven's 14th Sonata had been his wife's favorite. How she had loved that sweet, soft melody. Today, however, the music echoing through the empty townhouse sounded eerie. Richard swallowed hard. In the mist of his mind's eye, he saw Julia, smiling and playing her music. She was there, beckoning to him with her light brown hair pulled up, leaving only tendrils curling lightly about her face and neck. Her soft green eyes were laughing at him, loving him. His senses were flooded with the tantalizing scent of roses which she had always worn. Her voice called to him through the music she played. It moved him toward her ever closer. He found himself just outside the music room his hand on the door handle. He stood there, staring at the narrow strip of light spilling out from under the door. He had not been inside this room since she had died. He was not sure he wanted to go in now. Okay. You're there. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Right. Hi, Prue. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go buy it. <laughs> You're there, right? You're feeling that. His, this is a man haunted by ghosts. Clearly. Deep in his mind. You are feeling what he is feeling, seeing what he is seeing. All five senses are there. He's smelling his dead wife's perfume. He is hearing this music. He is seeing the dusty table and the flickering candlelight. You can't, how long can you keep that up for? Sooner or later, I mean. Yeah, you cannot keep it up for a, a long time. It's true. But bringing people in deeper and like that and then moving into, um, into dialogue and into description and things like that. Uh, description can be in deeper POV, but obviously the dialogue can't be in very deep POV because, you know, we're hearing it. We're reading it. So, but that's, so the concept is to bring, really bring your reader in, to show them everything. 
is there is there a proportion is there a is there a percentage if you have a chapter i mean i i mean obviously word count is immaterial but let's say you have a 5000 word chapter mm-hmm. and some of its description and some of its dialogue i mean how do you how do you how do you know when you're overworking something to the point of exhaustion if you are exhausted by it i grew up in georgia at hayer and william goldman's fables yeah <laughs> and and which are so yeah not dpov um let me tell you how to write dpov or one okay. way to write dpov okay good good um, there is, you have heard, I'm sure, I'm sure everybody has heard of Stanislavski and his method acting technique, where you become the character that you are portraying by digging deep into your own personal history and feeling, re-experiencing the feelings of the scene you are acting out. Right? Yep. yep. Do the same thing with writing. I always think I am. I always think I am doing the same thing with writing. So we need, so one way to do it, even if your book is not going to end up in first person, write yeah. it in first person. Because, yeah. And really be there. Become the character. Become the point of view character and describe everything that you're seeing and that you're feeling and touching and smelling and bring in all of those senses. As an exercise or as something that you put in your book? Put in the book. Put it in the book. And if your book is eventually going to be in third person, then when you're done writing that scene, then go back or writing the book as you wish, then go back and change all of the pronouns. Okay. I gave you a sentence. Okay. And yes. right, it had it had issues. And I would love it if we could because this was this is this is a line in the middle of an uh, of a hopefully fairly humorous abduction scene. <laughs> um it's only one sentence. It's two sentences. Well, it's two sentences. It's two sentences. <laughs> okay. Here's I'm here's our at it. Here's our heroine. Her name is Cynthia Sin. Okay. She is the caretaker for um, a sweet little old lady who's senile, but very, but very loving. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get abducted for wild reasons. And they've just been uh, abducted a second time by another guy who's after them. Lots of people are after this old lady, Maddie. And so Maddie is kind of overwhelming the driver with her, with her dementia. She's asking all kinds of bizarre off the, off the wall questions, um, and in the back seat, trying to figure out how they're going to stop from, stop this abduction is Sin, who's trying to um, hold it together to get, get them out of this trouble. Mm-hmm. Right? My original sentence, before I even knew the concept of DPOV, was, at the wheel, Max seemed a little overwhelmed. I began to feel a certain smug satisfaction as Maddie worked her madcap ways on our preppy abductor. Right. Okay. So 
the first thing I did learning on DPOV was I took out the filter words. I, at the wheel, Mac seemed a little overwhelmed, became at the wheel, Mac was overwhelmed. And instead of, I began to feel a certain smug satisfaction, I wrote, I felt a certain smug satisfaction. Right. But what you're doing, what you're doing yeah. is not necessarily taking out the fil filter words, but you're changing the tense. Instead of I am beginning, I began to feel current present tense, um, continuous, uh, I felt past tense. Oh, you're into a grammar world now that of which I am unaware. Okay. I understand. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Instead of taking out filter words, I am changing the tense and making it tighter by that. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, let's, okay, now DPOV this little tiny two sentence. <laughs> do it. Do it. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think you need to keep the seamed in there because Sin doesn't know that he's feeling overwhelmed. She is assuming that. But how does she know that? How does she think? What is it that he's doing that makes her think he's overwhelmed? Wow. Those are lovely sounds, Prue. Thank you. Thank you. It's useful on a podcast. <laughs> Make sounds of frustration and confusion. How does she know he's overwhelmed? Uh, does uh, think about uh, imagine the scene in your head. Close your eyes yeah. and imagine the scene. So you've got this man. He's uh, preppy. So you mm -hmm. know, uh, pink Lacoste shirt, green yep. golf yep. pants. Um, yep. We're going stereotypes here. He's got Go two hands on the wheel. Are his is he gripping it like he's right? You're right. You're right. You're, like right, you're he, right. Right. He's about to. to if he doesn't grip the wheel, he's going to smack this lady be, beside him with her stupid questions. Um, right. Is he gritting his teeth? Is he concentrating really hard? Is his face scrunched up? How does she get the sensation, the feeling that he's mm -hmm. overwhelmed? So you really could do deep POV in something this short. Yes. You not? really could. You could take it from observe. Okay. 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 And okay. okay. Sorry. I'm just going to repeat okay for a while while I try to process this because I think what you're saying makes sense. Deep mm -hmm. POV is often really deep showing. Well, let's, can we talk briefly about show, don't tell, which is a Absolutely. phrase that I keep hearing and it makes, is that, is deep POV, show, not yes. tell? Is that yes. what people mean? Yes. Um, it's not always what people mean, but it is definitely, in order to have deep POV, you really have to show. Show, don't tell, I really object to, because sometimes you need to tell. Good. Good, because it has often overwhelmed me. But if I take this as at the wheel, Mac was overwhelmed, is tell. Mm -hmm. And at the wheel, Mac's knuckles were white. Yes. As then the, you're showing. And you're showing. Yes. Okay, so there is an element of show, don't tell in deep POV. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. You're making, you're making progress for me here. 
Good. Um, I sent you a longer passage. Yes, and I have have, wait, what just happened to it? Here it is. Um, I have it and I I was just before we we got on today, I was reading it again. Okay, so I'm going to read it out loud. Okay, go. No, go. And I'm going to tell you what comments I put in. Okay, good. Okay. All right, this is this is Sin, my heroine, um, going with Reese, who is the FBI agent who they've dragged into Maddie's senility. Um, and really, he's he should be an artist. He's he he's kind of fucking up as an FBI agent. And how does he handle that? So this is this is Sin and Reese at the boys' club where he's a volunteer and he's leading an art class. Ah, okay. We ended up at the table that held sticks of charcoal and a large pad of newsprint. It was open to a page that showed a rough outline of a sketch. I saw immediately which of the boys was the subject. Wow, I said, that's amazing. Did you do this? It's just a scribble. He looked uncomfortable, but also distantly hopeful. Okay, how is he looking uncomfortable? Mm. Okay, that's another show don't tell. Okay. I'm marking it right now. I can I can have him flex his broad and manly shoulders in discomfort. Oh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. I think it's a little better than a scribble. Can I look through the pad? He shuffled his feet, but didn't stop me. Good. He's shuffling his feet. That is telling me, that is showing me, sorry, that is showing me that he's feeling uncomfortable. Right there, yeah. shuffling his feet. Perfect. Sweet. I love that. Great. Okay, go on. Sorry. Um, The first pages were more sketches of the boys. Some were clearly pages where he'd been instructing others. They were mere lines on the page. And then I flipped to a recent page. Wait a minute, recent? How does she know it's recent? uh, It's near near the page he was working on when she walked in. Oh, okay. But I will, you know, I can can flip to a page. Yeah, flip to the next page, maybe. Okay. And saw... Dot, dot, dot. my face okay now right now what you have is my face period and the next line is sorry about that he mumbled but wait a minute she sees her face what does she think about that what's going on inside of her when she sees her face does she get shivers does she suddenly get hot and unbothered does she suddenly go cold what is the feeling when she sees her face in his sketchbook. Okay, next one, I was shocked and fascinated. Right. Does that, that doesn't yes. do it for you? You need more? I need more. more. I okay. want more. Give me more proof. More. <laughs> okay. Okay, got it. Okay, I was shocked and fascinated. Yes, you, in, I am, I was shocked and fascinated tells me that she is shocked and fascinated. It doesn't show it to me. Ah, a little burst of adrenaline heated up her skin. Got it. Okay. Beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. I love that. He'd captured something in his image of me that seemed both wistful and proud. He made me look beautiful. How does she feel about this? Please. Well, but if you see, if you, if you, okay, all right, we need her amazement. Yes. We need her amazement. Yes. The eyes aren't right, he offered. I keep working on them. 
you do. Wait, I go, go to the go to the one go to the one that I the second half of it where there's a little oh, where yeah. there's an addition. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Um, through the lines he'd drawn on the page, I wasn't childishly small. I was delicate. I wasn't woefully flat-chested. I didn't wear the astonished look of fear. That the was my that was my default setting of an alarmed deer caught in the headlights. Um, he made me look smart, funny, sexy, like someone who you'd want to spend some time with. The image on the page was like me, and yet so unlike me, I was rendered speechless. That's all really great additions, because now we're seeing it through her eyes. That is fantastic. That is just perfect. Good. Ah, excellent. Ah, yes. Um, yes, I love that. Um, he made me look smart, funny, and sexy. Yes, because I want, we want to know exactly that, what she is seeing. What, what she sees. And how, still give me how, how it makes her feel. Mm-hmm. Does it make her feel like she could be possibly smart, funny, and sexy? Good. Does it, does it, you know, is warmth spreading through her as she's, okay. you know. Yeah, I can do it. I can definitely do it. Yes. You, of yes. course you can. Got it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, the eyes aren't right, he offered. I'm keep, I keep working on them. You do? I squeaked. Why is she squeaking? She's unnerved. Ah, let me know that. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why she squeaked. How she squeaked. Was it a squeak of fear or a squeak of, oh, my God? Or, you know, I, I didn't understand good. what that squeak good. was. Okay, okay, good, good, good. That made him laugh. My notepad is covered with attempts. It's absolutely the wrong thing for an agent to have in his record. I'm probably going to have to copy the entire book over before I file it. Those notes often show up in court records and endless efforts to capture the curve of your eyebrow wouldn't help my reputation at all. He reached out with his thumb and lightly traced my eyebrow, a wholly innocent gesture that nevertheless sent an electrical flash through me. I lost the ability to do anything other than blink. Beautiful. Beautiful. Really lovely. That is exactly what you need there. Good. Good. Yes. You did a great job editing this. Okay, good. But I can see other places. Okay, good. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, so I'm just asking now you've got the, the concept. Okay, so let me ask you this. If we're, we want to keep this podcast short enough, we've got a couple more minutes to do a, like a summation. Okay. Here's what I think I've learned. Here's what Good. I think I've learned. That DPOV is not just removing filter words and it's not just uh, expanding on the writing. It's about uh, making it sensory. Yes. Uh, and it can happen in the course of a phrase that it does not have to be long and extensive exposition about what the character is seeing, but it can happen literally in a phrase. Yes, absolutely. Then I think I have to go back and rewrite. Well, not rewrite, but do some editing because 
I think you're right. I think I can make all of this richer without clogging it up. Yes, that is exactly right. All right. You got it. All right. All right. I'm, I'm prepared. I'm prepared. And I'm going to go buy some other books and look at my own books and favorite books and see what I think about their POV because that's, that's very interesting. Okay. Now. Yes, ma'am. Choose it. We had a topic for next week, didn't we? Did we have we what we were going to do? A topic for next week. What were we? Going Is it ridiculous to? that we don't remember? Maybe someone. <laughs> no, it, I think it's perfectly normal that we don't remember. But that doesn't mean that we that we. Uh, well, uh, it was it was reader lures. I think it that's was, exactly it, what it was. I think it was yeah, reader website. lures and newsletters. Yeah, yeah, but I don't want to lose track of what makes a good cover, because I'm getting close to needing to design a cover for Sin and the Peanut Butter Cup. So, okay. so I want to do that one. Uh, let's do reader lures next week. Okay. And then the week after that, we'll do covers if that's okay with you. Sure. Absolutely. I will. Did anybody leave any comments? Did anybody say anything to us on our, on our posts? Not that I've seen. Not a word. No, <laughs> no, no one was brave enough to say I listened or maybe no one listened, but I'm learning a lot. Good. So I'm okay with it. Um, I, we know that a couple of people listened because they said that they enjoyed it. And so that's nice. (laughs) Heaven knows, honey, I enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But people, yeah, you've got to leave messages for us. You've got to ask us questions and say, oh my God, that was the most boring podcast I've ever listened to or that was the most fantastic fabulous there you go say that give me more (laughs) and then we will and then we will all right fantastic we're there so next week uh reader lures websites author websites and author newsletters right and author newsletters indeed Good. All right. So people should leave their comments. Yes. Uh, and subscribe to the Writer's Block Party Podcast.com. Available now everywhere. You've got it everywhere. You've got it on iTunes. Where have you got it? Spotify? It, no, it's not on Spotify. Okay, we have to get it on Spotify. Um, right now, it is on TuneIn and it is on Apple Podcasts. Um, I got an email saying that it was on Google Play, but I couldn't find it. Um, Actually, you know, if someone's listening to this, they know where they got it. So I guess it's not. That's true. And you can always check our website. If you if you can't find it again, you can always check our website. The links are there. And the writ- writersblockpartypodcast.com. The Writers Block. The, the writersblockpartypodcast.com. Yes. <laughs> It's going to ripple off my off my ruby lips, no doubt, very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for helping me again, Meredith. Thank you so much. Sure. I'm very grateful to you for your assistance, and I look forward to next week. So do I. Can't wait. I'll talk to you then. Okay, bye. Bye. That's it for the Writer's Block Party this week. We don't want you getting so drunk on knowledge that you can't drive your laptop safely. But next week we'll be here before you know it, so check out the website at thewritersblockpartypodcast.com. One word, 
That's where you can find our archive of past podcasts and a place where you can get in touch with Mary and Prue or ask questions for the next podcast. Write with joy, friends, and see you next week. Thank <laughs> you.